This is the Three to Win Podcast, sharing optimal steps to win your day, month, and year. Your money and your life are like crossroads, and when they meet, true success can be discovered. Our Real Talk conversations are about creating fulfillment throughout your life's journey. And now, here is the Life Architecture team. Hey there, welcome to the Three to Win podcast. So we are so grateful to be here. I am Rich. I am joined by the lovely, talented, witty, and gorgeous John F. Kennedy. Yes, that's his name. Isn't that cool? And also Matt Marcoux. Matt, I would say, would be all of those adjectives, but he's also tall and rather svelte. Do you guys know what svelte means? <laughs> no. Svelte. Gorgeous is, an, is a nice way to describe me, too. I like that. Keep I coming. think you are gorgeous. I have to say, but you're gorgeous inside and out. You're a beautiful Aww, human being. So I is Matthew. You. We love you, too, Matt. Hey, can I borrow $500? So anyway, <laughs> welcome. So if you're new to the 3 to Win podcast, we're all about just kind of talking about stuff that we kind of think might help you win. You know, win your life, win your finances, win, win even at your relationships. You know, not that necessarily we're doing that so great with the relationship thing, but I mean... I, Last time I checked with my wife, she said I was awesome. What about you, you guys? No, are yeah, you guys, you're awesome. Well, we're Jackie, all just works. I'm a work in progress, you know. Jackie and Lauren think you're awesome? At moments, I think so. <laughs> I think they both have a lot on their plate right now. And so giving us compliments is not necessarily the top priority. But well, I, I see whenever I'm with you guys, because we all hang out sometimes, I can see how they both look at you. And it's with love and adoration. Well, on the nights where I have to get up with our son when he's teething, I make sure the next morning to remind Jackie just how awesome I am that I did that. <laughs> I think so. that's the thing with guys. It's, I, you know, and I, you know, you, you got to be careful when you talk about like, you know, gender, like generalities. But I think guys, we're very good at like fishing for compliments. It's like, you know, like you change the toilet paper roll and you like, Hey, I just want to let you know. I <laughs> did you see that? Did you see what I did there? Yeah. No, what? Did you, yeah. Oh, you that's what I mean. Out. You say like, no, exactly. you point out, like, did you see hey, what I did there? Hey, I threw out the garbage and I put a bag back in an empty <laughs> one. Just want to let you know. Meanwhile, I even, I even throw that out when I don't do something. So like Lauren needed, like she wanted a new like cup or whatever. And like a, like a Yeti. She really likes that for, for, you know, keeps drinks cold or whatever. And so I'm like, Hey honey, I went to go buy you a new Yeti but they don't have that color in stock and I can't seem to find it. So I didn't get it, but I want you to know I looked. And so, so you, you want attention for intention. You just exactly. think that just the intention of doing so, you know, she could play that same game with you. Hey, I was going to, you know, like do, do this or do that. But, you know, I decided to, but I thought about it. You know, yeah, that's a good idea. I, like, it was I a was little gonna... too difficult for me to go to the next step to see if it's anywhere else. And since it wasn't on their website and I could just click a button, I kind of just moved on to something different. So there you go. Well, I Matt, think this, this, is, is, a, go well. this is a classic move in my house, but for like a, a birthday, let's say, actually, I think it was last year. There was like a certain purse she wanted. I bought it like the day before her birthday. <gasps> so I just printed a picture of it and put it in a bag. And I said, hey, it's going to be here in like seven to 10 business days. And it'll be all yours. This no, episode, worse, no worse than the stereo I bought Lauren once for her birthday. And I said, this is for you, but we can both use it. And there's been a very strict no electronics rule for this any episode, presents this, since this 2002. Episode, there's been no quick. electronics allowed. This episode of Three to Win will be How to Be a Horrible Husband, starring <laughs> Matt and John. I am the other Learn hand, what not to do. Learn yeah. what not to do. So now that we've wrapped that up, we will <laughs> move on to what the topic is, which I think Matt did a great job, which is... <laughs> 
basically how to deal with difficult people at work and in your life. Um, you know, the kinds of people that, you know, wait till the day before your birthday to buy you a gift or buy something for you that's really for themselves. I'm not saying that that's you guys. I'm just saying in general that guilty, guilty. I'm sure I've done things like that, but I, I can't think of any because I'm just, I'm just that good. You're amazing. Um, I'm not, I'm not, but I, I have a very, I have, we, we really do have amazing significant others. So we're very fortunate. All right. So let's talk about this. You know, I was talking to Matt and John and I was just sharing with them a lot of feedback that I get on social media, the, the people that follow me either on TikTok or even on Instagram. Um, I have a lot of these conversations and I, I noticed a plethora of people coming at me saying, today was a really tough day at work, or I work with some really difficult people, or I'm really struggling with my work environment, or there's a lot of negativity, or I'd say that's the, I mean, a lot of those comments are about that. And I started thinking, you know, there's so, that's so relatable to me. And when Matt and John and I started talking, we realized that this is something that we can relate to, but from three very different perspectives. So, you know, this podcast is going to be briefly about difficult people and we're going to we're going to kind of focus it on your work environment but i think you guys can kind of find a way to fit this you know square peg into a round hole in the sense that you could probably fit some of this advice even into your life environment into your relationship environment to your home environment so difficult people let's define them so guys say tell me if you kind of agree with this a difficult person is a person that isn't a person in your way or in your path or in your journey or in your environment that makes being optimal an op. They're an obstacle to being optimal. They're, mm-hmm. they're an obstacle to doing better. They disrupt your flow of success. Would you kind of, I mean, that's just, I'm throwing that out there. I haven't thought about it. In one, detail, but. one might even say that they're a maker a, or a taker or a faker, trademark yeah. pending. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, we were, we mentioned that in the last episode. I mean, that's, or two episodes ago. I mean, it, it could, they could be a taker or a faker as well. Yep. And Matt, would you kind of agree? Do you have anything to add to my? Yeah, my... no, I definitely agree. And, um, you know, I think, I think as we, we talked about this, um, I started to realize that I was that difficult person. You know, I, at, at my last company that I was working at, I would be probably, if you had to poll everyone there, I was the most difficult person. And so part of, prepping for today in this talk that we're having, I, you know, I was trying to see what, okay, so what, what can I add to this? And I sort of thought, why don't I take it from the other side? I was the difficult person at that job. I was the person who was abrasive or confrontational, um, you know, even something fun that was being done. I had a, I just had an attitude about it. And what I really found is at the end of the day, I was just unhappy. I was really unhappy at the work environment that I was in. I, I nothing made me happy there. Um, you know, it was, it was a combination of, of bumping heads with, with leadership, um, with just acting out, trying to be funny at times when there wasn't really anything to be funny about. I was that difficult person and I'm not anymore. Hopefully you guys would, would attest to that as I change. And I think a lot of it had to do with, with finding happiness. And I think there's a few ways, and we'll probably talk about this later on in the podcast, a few ways that we've all either dealt with that difficult person, or in my case, how to not become that difficult person. Did you realize, and, and so I'm going to ask you a couple questions because I think a lot of people probably just their eyebrows just went up because it takes a lot for somebody to say, I was the difficult person because a lot of people in our society, let's just all, and this is my opinion, but it's our podcast so that we can, we can state our opinions. My opinion is that, and I think you guys would agree, a lot of people in our society blame their crap on everybody else. 
you know, I, you probably did at first, but you also just took ownership and said, I was acting out, I was doing this, I was doing that. So um, when you say, you know, I was the difficult person, I was the one that was acting out, what was in your environment that was making that that caused those emotions? What were you reacting to specifically? Um, probably it was a, a lack of control um, and, and not needing to be the you know president and CEO of a company, but you know there was a lot of micromanaging kind of behind the scenes going on. Um, there was being told to do things that I didn't feel um, were were right or necessary, and I was still kind of being forced to go along with those. Um, you know, it was just, it, there was a lot of things, but mostly it stemmed from, from leadership, I would have to say. And so I, I acted out to subordinates and to, to leadership. And I was, again, I was abrasive hmm. and I um, over voiced my opinion. And I did the things that it at times were not professional. And, uh, and I learned, I learned a lot from that. And I didn't see it till after the fact. I think that well, I mean, well, so I worked with you, so I know what you're talking about. I think that might have been a misalignment of goals, and then like your inability to effectively change that or do anything about it, right? I mean that that could have been that might have been a way to a way to to think about it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. It, it it really it did at the end of the day come down to a misalignment of goals. And, and, and so, it, can you can you just really quick, John? Like, what what do you mean misalignment of goals? I think just like the vision of of you know, where we felt like a company, like how it should be run, how we should be doing things from the standpoint of whether it's working with clients, working with employees, management, and so on. There were just a number of factors where <clears throat> feeling out of control and feeling like, well, this isn't, the ship's not moving in the direction that I hope it is. And so then you start to think you have all these thoughts like, okay, well, long-term 10 years from now, 20 years from now, do I want to continue to go down this track? Um, that's, um, it, it starts to become bigger, the more that, the more that you think about it and the more that you're, you feel stuck, like the, the less you can do about it. And the more it's like, Oh, geez. Okay. Is this going to be my entire career? Am I just going to keep was, yeah, that, stuck? I think you hit the nail on the head, John stuck is the right word, not knowing a way out. And so just being difficult. I, and, and again, I, this is not an excuse. This is not saying that that was okay. I don't think any of it was, I, I really think reflecting on it, there were definitely lots of things that I, I would have changed, but what it I, got me to where I am today. And so I, you know, I, I look I, back on it as a, a learning lesson. What I, I think is kind of, yeah, well, what I think is kind of interesting about it is like, you know, so this shows about working with difficult people and maybe part of that is just having the perspective of just for, just for one moment, looking at it from the shoes of the person who's difficult, like the person that you're dealing with, that's difficult to like the coworker or the colleague, whatever and thinking, well, what, what's going on for them? Like what's going on in their life? Like we all have our own story. We all have our own challenges. And um, I'm not saying that you just need to be completely sympathetic and just be steamrolled by that difficult person. But Matt, like Matt sharing his perspective on that does give just for me anyway, it gives a thought to like, all right, well, let's, let's at least be mindful of what that difficult person's going through as well. Cause they ha we all have our own challenges. Well, and that, and so that's going to bring me because, you know, we'll just kind of talk about our, our little kind of definitions and our journey and then share some things that we learned from it and, and what we would recommend. So for me, when I, I believe I was a difficult person, but for, for some different reasons. So many years ago when I was working as an ICU nurse, um, I was going through a, a, a difficult divorce. And without going into all the details, I was really struggling and, and having a really difficult emotional time and 
you know, because of the nature of my job, you know, I, I could never slack at my job. I, there, there's no, you can't be a nice you nurse and slack, you know, somebody dies. And, you know, so I was pouring all my energy into being the best that I could be at work, but literally at home. And when I'd get off of work, it was nothing but anxiety and depression and struggle. And um, I was really having a really, really, really difficult time to the point that friends at work would constantly be pulling me aside. Are you okay? I had a very caring group of people. Nurses tend to be very caring people, but my physician friends, my respiratory, everybody at the hospital, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And in full disclosure, I was at the point where I think I was psychologically um, in a very, let's just, just say in a very bad place, pretty much as bad as you can get. And I realized I needed help. And I started that journey and that was very difficult for me because I was always the one that fixed everything for everybody else. And I was kind of everybody's counselor and everybody's confidant. And, and for me to say, I can't do this, you know, I, you know, it was very hard. And for a lot of people, um, it's hard, but I went to a journey of almost two years of weekly counseling, sometimes two, three times a day, not a day. Oh God, I needed it two to three <laughs> times a day, two to three times a week. Sorry. And, um, was fortunate that I had insurance that paid for that. And some people don't, but there there's other ways of doing that. But for me, it was holding up a mirror and saying, I messed up. It was my personal life. It wasn't my working environment. So, you know, you made me think of that, John, because people at my work did come up to me and say, what's wrong? You're not you. You're not, you seem upset. You seem short. You seem sad, you know, and it was a friend that said, you need to talk to somebody because this is going to go in a bad direction. So I, I kind of think having some empathy and compassion for the people, the, the difficult people is, is, I feel like that's a Marilyn Manson song. Instead of the beautiful people to be like the difficult people, the difficult people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what popped into my head. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who has no idea who Marilyn Manson is just blacked out. But everybody who knows who Marilyn Manson John, is John Marilyn and, Manson. Oh, was hey, I got that. I knew that one. But but you know, I, I think having having that empathy for that, but if, if you're that person, you know, Matt held up a mirror and said, I'm the one that's difficult. A lot of people won't do that. And I had to hold up the mirror and say, I'm the one that's struggling. It's it's you know. I have to deal with this. So I don't know, John, if I don't know if there's a third perspective or a third, a third way that you see it, or for you personally, how you've seen yourself, because I know when we talked about it, you've kind of had a, dif a different kind of perspective, even though you and Matt kind of came from a similar environment. Yeah, I mean, I trying to be introspective. I mean, I, I'm sure I, I feel like I'm, I'm a difficult person at times, too. Um, but yes, I, yes I are. look at it yeah, as no one can see the video, but there's a bunch of heads nodding, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I think dealing with being in a difficult environment, dealing with difficult people, you know, there's, for me, it was like the motivate, it, it actually burned to me. It was the motivation to move on. It was the motivation to, in my particular case, start a company and do things the way that, you know, Matt and I felt like made sense to do them. Um, and we, I realize that not everybody can do that, but you are in control of your future. You are in control of your own life. And whether that's having the conversation with the difficult person, whether that's leaving and seeking new employment elsewhere or starting something on your own. I mean, there's, there's so many, the avenues, the paths to go down are, you know, dozens, hundreds, you know, but it's, everyone's got their own journey. Well, and here's what I'm hearing. So you guys, do you think you'd be where you 
are today in your business as entrepreneurs if where you worked was amazing and awesome? And do you think you would have probably just stayed there? I mean, in other words, I talk and I've talked about this before, turning opposition into opportunity, right? So I think that's where I want to land with this podcast. This is what I want, the message that I want to give to people. You guys were in, I knew you both then. Um, and I had, I knew John more than I knew Matt at the time. So Matt, I didn't really talk to you that much then, but I talked to you, John, probably, I would say almost on the daily. I mean, it's sometimes it felt like at least three or four times a week when I was in town. Mm-hmm. And for both of you, this opposition, this negativity, you went in the direction instead of just staying in it and struggling, it pushed you to do something and become an entrepreneur and start your own business. Yeah, and not only did it do that, but in my particular situation, it allowed me to know what type of leader we wanted to become so that we did not have our employees and people that we work with feel the way that both John and I felt at the last company we were at. And so I think that for me has changed. And first of all, I'm a, I'm a completely different person than than where than what I was, and that was not too, too long ago. So the transformation I, I've just seen personally myself um, but now that we have employees, now that we have people that report to us, um, that I, I am not, I am trying my best to not give them an excuse the way that I felt like I had an excuse to act that way. And uh, so it's changed my leadership style. Um, and, uh, and it's allowed me to be more intro, introspective on where I came from and what do I want and what do I not want in, in, in being a leader. I, I would say I'm I'm grateful for how everything. I never look back and think about like rewriting my past or the history of a situation. No matter how difficult something felt at the time, I think that's ultimately what makes us who we are now. And and so, um, to your question of you know, had it been amazing and had things, you know, if I went a completely different track in my life, um, I could I. It scares me actually to think that I would still be, um, you know, just a a cog in the wheel of a company like, you know, for, but for me and Matt, like, that's what we want. Like we want to be right years and grow our business. And so it actually kind of terrifies me thinking about the fact that, Ooh, what if I just grew so grew so complacent and I didn't have these difficult challenges and I wouldn't be the person I am today because of it. So I, you know, I don't, I don't ever think about like rewriting history in that way, just cause I, I, I like the journey that, that we went on and I think it's made us who we are and we're continually shaping and, and molding ourselves as, you know, how we, like what we feel like leadership should look like in our industry. So um, it's a great question. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for that though. I, well, and that's maybe a weird way to look at it, but. You know, I, I think, you know, we have to keep in mind that it's, you know, the blade being constantly rubbed on, on the stone is what sharpens the blade, right? So it's not fun. The friction isn't fun. You know, that, that's, that's painful. I, I, you know, using myself as an example, going through a difficult, you know, personal situation, um, is was difficult, but I look at where I am in my life right now and and i I remarried and um it everything just fell into place in a much better way for me. but when you're in the middle of dealing with that negativity it's very it's very hard. We were making jokes about like you know just you know leaving a sticky note on your friend's desk saying, "You know you can do it you know the little <laughs> kitty the little kitty cat poster hanging on you know just hang in there you know it it's I think that that reflection of all of us saying how we were the difficult people and when we were struggling um, is, is also just a reminder that at the end of that is a light is, is the opportunity. Go ahead, Matt. 
Yeah, I would say the word for, that comes to mind for me, it's, it's kind of the opposite is grateful, right? Grateful that, I, that we had adversity, grateful that we went through tough times, grateful, I know this is going to sound weird, that I was difficult at times, because that's what allowed us to be where we are today. And where we are today is for us in a very good place. But we had to go through some really tough times and you couldn't, sometimes could not see the forest through the trees. And um, did I say that right? And you know what's funny? What that's a and that's a lyric mean. in Beautiful People. Oh, but different oh, people you can't see the forest for the trees. Yes, that's a lyric. That's weird. So, oh. so I'm you know everyone would say you know you you left you left or you mad did you did you leave mm-hmm. out of anger and no I was I'm I'm looking back on it grateful that the things took place to be where we are today. So here's where we get to the good stuff. So here's a challenge that I want to give to the listeners. So I want you, when this podcast is done or pause it right now, but not right now, because if you pause it right now, you're not going to hear what I'm about to say. Pause it after I tell you what I'm about to say. Um, I want you to think of an adversity or a situation or a struggle or a difficulty that occurred in your life. And I want you to write down things about that that you're grateful for. I want you to write down, I I want you to take a pause or at the end of this podcast, I want you to think about when I went through my divorce or when I lost this job or when I got laid off or when I failed this class or when I got into this argument or when I lost this friend, whatever, the the toughest things that you've been through, an illness in your life, everything. Um, And then I want you to share with yourself. I want you to write down what were the things that I learned from that? What am I grateful for about that? And I'm just going to let you know, that's not for some people that is going to be very, very counterintuitive and it's going to be very difficult. And some people are going to get ticked off that I even asked them to do this, but I'm going to ask you to do it. Cause that was something that saved my life. When I started writing down all the things that I learned from a time in my life where I didn't even want to be here anymore. And all the things that, that I came from, came away from that with. So to Matt's point about being grateful, if you can force yourself to do this, it is like, you know, seeing light shining in the dark. So I'm, I'm putting this out there as a to do at the end of this podcast. I want you to write down the, 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 maybe some of you have 10, but you know, the three biggest adversities, struggles that you've had in your life, the times that you were at your lowest and, and you might be in it right now. You might be in it right now. Rich, so, is, that some, is that something you learned to do when you were going through your situation? Because I, I th- I, that would never have dawned on me when I was really frustrated with you know, dealing with, you know, working with difficult people. And honestly, I think I, I can channel myself back to those emotions. I can, I can actually recall them pretty well and feel like just how angry I was in those moments. And that would have been hard for me to do. That, it I mean, hard. it's a great exercise, but it that would have been really, really charging. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And I do it all the time. I, I was trying to find my journal, but it's in the other room. Um, I do it. I, I've been doing it lately. I, you know, I've been having a, a little bit of a tough time with some things and, and some anxieties and worries like, like everybody else. And um, I've been trying to write down like where, so, you know, I travel for a living and, and, you know, we have a business that I'll talk a little bit about, but what I do is I speak full time and I've had to move a lot to virtual and for me being an interactive person and being kind of a fun person and loving audiences, it's been really tough. And I was struggling with that, but then I realized that these last few months have helped me deliver a message in a tighter, shorter, more direct period of time, even silly stuff like on TikTok, I'm 55 seconds of delivering an inspirational message. If you would have told me before, 
we need an inspirational message in one minute. I'm like, it takes me a minute to even like warm up the audience, you know? So I started to do that because I was having such a tough time and feeling kind of depressed. So it kind of helped me to get out of that. Yes, that is something that I learned when I was in it, going through therapy. And then it's something that I expanded it into different ways. Um, and I find that it gives me a different perspective, I mean, on a whole other level. So I would suggest that as a first out of the gate kind of pathway. So I want you to think about the, the negativity in your life, the struggles, the difficulties, the, the bad times. What did you learn from them? What was the good? What are you grateful for? How did it change you for the better? That just, just try that and see if that doesn't, it could be life-changing for a couple. And you know, honestly, if one person listening to this, that changes everything for them, then that's the whole purpose of the podcast was just for that one person. So amen to that. So dealing with difficult people. All right, now we talked about how we were the difficult ones. So what are some ways that you guys, because you worked in a tough work environment and Matt, you know, even, even in life, just in life, encountering people, how do you guys deal with difficult people? What do you do? And then, I, and then we'll talk about like the three, the three options that, that we, we see, but what do you do? You're in a tough work environment. How do you deal with that? John? Well, for me, I guess, you know, and I, I alluded to this before, but it, it sort of just shaped and molded my mindset to make a change for the better. And we talked about this two, two podcasts ago on makers, takers, and fakers. Like Matt had mentioned, <clears throat> when you're dealing with a taker or a faker, it, to some degree, you have to eventually isolate yourself from them. You have to separate yourself from that situation. And I feel like that's sort of the track that that, that was where my mentality really went was, okay, that, what this, I, I made that decision internally in my own head and talked about it with my wife. Like this, I'm not going to be dealing with this forever. So then it almost made it like a temporary pain that I could deal with because I knew I was making progressive changes for the better for me. So option one is cut off to, to cut yourself off from the person, to cut yourself off from the environment, to cut yourself yeah. off from the job. You know, if, if that's an, if that's a, um, an option for you is to cut off, to, to do your best. And, and look in some work environments, you know, when I was an ICU nurse, I, I, there was people that I didn't get along with or didn't care for, but I still had to talk to them. I still had to engage with them, but I chose to limit that in certain ways. So if, if let's say they always wanted to argue about politics or religion or whatever, I just, I wouldn't engage. You know, I'd be like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm really busy right now. I can't do that right now. So I, I kind of cut myself off. So option one in a relationship, there's the option to leave, to get divorced, to break up, to move on, whatever. And in a work relationship, there's the option to limit your contact with the person to set boundaries for your contact with that person or to pursue opportunities elsewhere. So option well, one is to cut off, right? Yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, people change employment all the time for all sorts of different reasons. And it's not abnormal for, you know, a, a toxic work environment or not, you know, having these difficult relationships within your work environment. That's not an abnormal reason to change employment. So I mean, I, I think that's, that's very reasonable. People in in their work environment, you know, having leadership issues is a big reason. And that was one thing that was really getting to Matt when he talked about it. So, you know, cutting off. So that's option number one. I'll say option two because that was me. Um, and then we could talk about the option three. But for me, it was count, you know, counseling, you know, speaking to somebody. Too many people carry the burden of their pain by themselves and a burden carried by yourself is very difficult. You know, if I have something very heavy to move in my house in John's home, um, I would call John's house and ask if it's okay if Jackie came over to help me move. <laughs> yeah. But no, he is strong. 
but he's, he's been such a great neighbor. You know, there's been times I've been on the road and like my air conditioner got clogged up and I could call John and he can come over and help me. So having, having someone to talk to professionally, a lot of organizations, if you work for a company, you might have an employee assistance, an employee assistance program that offers you free counseling or, or, you know, that kind of thing. You might have insurance where you could do that. Or quite honestly, it could be like what John talked about. You might have a mentor or a friend or somebody that you could reach out to and say, I'm so unhappy right now at work, or I'm so unhappy in this relationship. What do I do? How do I deal with this? What's your advice? It could be your mom or your grandma or your, your uncle or whatever. So option one is not necessarily in any order cut off. Like we said, option two is counseling and option three would be to communicate. Yeah. So, and so you know, yeah, that, that's where, you know, either communicating with that individual or communicating with your coworkers um, or maybe someone just outside of this and discussing it and venting and being able to talk through what it is you're dealing with. If a, you are the difficult one, or if you are having to deal with somebody difficult, talking through it um, really helps to get some of these things out. Why right. is this person acting that way? Why are they doing these things? I, I uh, you know, you guys know I preach communication a lot. I've talked about it on past shows and I don't think, you know, the more natural route is, you know, having a therapist or being able to talk with someone about it, but it doesn't have to be one, a paid, a paid resource either. I mean, it could be talking to your spouse that in itself is very therapeutic to set time aside and have a conversation with two little ones at home. When we try to have a, a conversation about stuff like, like work challenges or whatever, it's near impossible at the dinner table. Right. Cause so w- what we'll do is we'll actually set time aside. Like when the kids are asleep, we'll say like, Hey, for this hour, we're going to have a conversation. We're not going to like sit and watch TV and veg out. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about what's going on in your work environment or whatever. So it doesn't have to be like a, a paid resource either. I mean, it could just no, literally be a no, close friend it, or, a, or a family member. Right. And when I say communicate, dif- differing it from counseling is I mean like, Hey Matt, I need to talk to you. Listen, you know, we work together. Um, lately it's been really stressful between the two of us. Um, I think a little bit of that is mine because I know that I've been a little short with you and I've been under a lot of stress with X, Y, Z. So I want to just take ownership of that and I want to apologize. But I just want to let you know that a lot of times the way that you will address me in a meeting or the way you will address me in, in, the, in the work and whatever, work environment, sometimes when you say this or when you say that, um, it, really, it really affects me in a negative way. And I, like I want to continue to work with you, but is there a way that we can kind of just work through this a little bit. So communicating with the person, going to your leader, and that's tough, but going to your leader as well, you know, and, and letting them know. I'd like to speak back to your situation, Rich. I mean, like the friend of yours who recognized that in your work environment and said, Hey, something, I think something's going on. Like you need to have, you need to talk with someone. I bet like even just that, like that's in their own way. That was like someone lending a hand. And at that time they might've looked at you as like, man, Rich is like a really being a really difficult person right now. And I don't know why, but them doing just even saying that that reach out was probably enough. I'm going to guess to change the nature of the relationship that you had with that coworker or colleague. Like suddenly you were probably like, self-reflective of, oh yeah, you know what? I have been difficult with him. And just because they recognize it with me, like that's going to just change the relationship or the course of the relationship. She was like a mentor figure to me. So for her, it was a very natural thing to do. It was very much like she was very much like an older sister kind of mentor figure for her to say, I need to, um, talk, I need to talk to you. I'm worried about how you are and, and who you are and what you're doing for her to say that, um, 
it, it knocked me back a little bit because I had such respect for her. So yeah, it did, it did change the relationship, but it was interesting because for me, it was a mentor figure. So it helped me kind of reset. Um, so I'll, yeah, hundred percent always be grateful for that. So when you're dealing with difficult situations, difficult people, it's a cut off. That's option one, B get counseling or get, get some kind of help and C it's, maybe try to, you know, communicate with the person, the leader, the coworker, the person in your home, your, your significant other, and just kind of talk it out. And I think those three C's are, are the options that you have in front of you. But for all of the options, I think when dealing with difficult situations or difficult people, what have you, do you really learn from the people that art that make life easy? And I would say no, like you, you might a little bit, but you enjoy them, but you probably learn more from your difficult stuff. You probably learn more from the stuff that pushed you. I know for a fact from knowing you guys, the difficult stuff is what pushed both of you to create your business. And our, our business that we're growing in life architecture is to work with um, financial professionals and to start help, you know, to start to help them um, develop their businesses and to grow their businesses and to function better as leaders um, because your expertise in, in the financial world, my expertise with what, with what I do as a thought provoker and how to think a little bit differently and all these different kinds of things, you know, we're putting together so many exciting things to be able to work with people to help them create an environment that's not toxic, to create an environment where clients feel really comfortable, to create an environment where they work with each other in different ways, to create an environment where they're able to show compassion and empathy, not only for their clients, but for each other. And this is stuff that really would work in any environment, but because that's our focus in life architecture and, and you know, you'll hear more about that, you know, in the future, but for our podcast, you know, just kind of putting it out there, that's, that's what we're all about. That's what we're going to be doing. And that's what we're in the process of doing right now. But a lot of that is coming from our lived experiences of tough environments, personal issues, all of these things that everybody that's listening has felt and gone through. So um, as we start to wrap this up, um, I, I think what I want people to walk away with is opposition can be turned into opportunity, but you have to make choices. You can't be a victim of your environment. Um, you, are not a, you are not your environment. You, you aren't you know, you, you, you have some degree of control. Um, and that control might push you to get counseling. That control might push you to talking to someone and setting boundaries with them, or that control might push you to giving your two weeks notice and moving on to something else, you know? So listen, you guys, here's what we want you to do. We want you to take care of yourself. We want you to, to, to do the best you can to create an environment that you enjoy working in an environment you enjoy living in takes, do the best that you can to deal with that. If you have to leave, then cut off. If you need help, go talk to somebody. And that somebody could either be at the level of professional or could be at the level of a trusted advisor, a friend, or a mentor. And or try to fix it. You know, sit down and, and talk to the person and say, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm going through. Um, one of those options is going to work for you. But whatever you choose to do, I really, really, really hope that if, if you listen to this podcast this far, that when we're done, that you will sit down and think about the things that have been your most trying challenges, the people that have pushed your buttons the most. I want you to write down what you've learned from them, what you're grateful for about that, how that's helped you to be better and how that's helped you to grow. And I think like that is all I got to say. What do y'all think? I, I mean, bring it on home, man. That was bring great. Bring it on I, home to you. Bring it on that's home, That's a Led baby. Zeppelin song. 
See, we're, oh, look we're, at us. we're just like all okay. over the place. Look at my, look at my like millennial friend whipping out <laughs> everything from Led Zeppelin to Marilyn Manson. Didn't even know about it. Listen, you I feel like Marilyn Manson was like my, like my generation definitely listened to Marilyn oh, 100%. Manson, right? I mean, yeah, he was right. like 96 and you were like, what, three, 10 or four? Yeah, something like that. Oh, so, anyway, you guys. Nine. Thank, nine. Thank you guys. I, I hope your mom did not let you listen to Marilyn Manson when you were in <laughs> You guys, no. thank you so much for being part of um, the Three to Win podcast. Thank you so much for your, your listening. Thank you for subscribing. Subscribing, please share it. Um, we'd appreciate that so much. Thank you for what you do. Um, and the difficult people in your life sometimes can be the ones that teach you the most. So those lessons can be life changing. We love you guys. We're grateful for you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us on Three to Win. Go out there and win. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Three to Win is a podcast for the high achieving self starter that understands there has got to be a better way to maximize their potential. You can help us create impact by sharing this with a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast.